we spoke about our beards. Yes, and you beard. edited it out. What? And you edited it out. What do you mean I edited it out? You said... Well, I edited well, it out. You edited it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you and ed- that's the intro. <laughs> <laughs> is that recorded? Yes. Ah. Yes, it's recorded. You edited it out. What did I edit out? Um, we were talking with... Jason from Bearded Manners about yeah we're having a, be- a beard off I've been yeah, growing my beard but you, I told you this so, I, I told you I'm growing it look, yeah, look but it, is. it looks good as well so you fair I thought that when you come in yeah. and your hair looks nice I don't think men tell each other that enough there's probably a reason for that take your hair off <laughs> I haven't had a haircut or a beard trim since we last saw each other well we're growing the beards aren't we but yeah I'm sort of in two minds about what to do with the hair at the minute but it's not what the people are coming here to listen to hi Jack I you're right. Yes, mate. I'm good. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm doing well, mate. I think um, I quite like the idea of growing the beard. I, I need to, I don't know. I need to be a little bit more mindful because when I've done it in the past, I just let it all go, and it turns mm. into like this itchy mess. And yeah, I don't really maintain. That's it why we've both got to go down to bearded manners. I think we should do that when we're both off next. We'll go down there, do a yeah. dip. And then we'll get some oils yeah. and we'll massage each other. Sorry, that escalated. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We'll lube each other's beards up. Oh God. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, yeah, but I just on reflection of that that um, podcast with um, Beard Manners, that was, um, yeah, it was really quite something. That was quite a, um, I was just, I was quite wowed by the bloke. Like yeah. considering what he has been through with his wife and mm. what they've been through together um, as a family unit, like so inspiring. Yeah, like, I listen. I listened to his story back. And yeah. The, yeah, I listened to it back. Especially I, like how he's uh, he's so positive and he's so open to giving people what he's learned and yeah. what he's been through. Like, um, yeah, just a really top bloke. And and um, the way he. It's analogies in it. I like using analogies, and he did as well. Yeah. And he, he was really good at them. Yeah, I really like that. I got goosebumps a couple of times when he was talking. We've got a guest coming on today that's already been on before as well, Mister yeah. Mister Gareth Lake. Part two with Virginia. Yeah, yeah. He come on before and talked about his time in and out of prison as that's a it. as a young yeah. offender. Young offender. But what we're going to talk about today with him which is a very important subject and I've wanted to talk about my experiences with it for a while as well. Um, but it, we were went for a breakfast the other day and, yeah. and we were just talking and we've been best mates. Well, we've been mates for, since we were kids, me and Gareth. Our, my dad and his dad were best mates growing up and went on caravan holidays and whatnot. Yeah. And both of us struggled drastically with a certain situation and none of us and it was spookily the way we were talking so similar and what we were going through yet none of us knew each other were going through I suppose we did but at the time we we, the the the, what we're talking about is when when we're both split up with partners who we've got kids with and then you share custody obviously Mm -hmm. and it went it went from seeing your kids every day to only seeing them in my case Wednesday evenings and every other weekend Mm -hmm. And when I look back at it now, like that, that my darkest days in depression were Sunday evenings when everything was a hundred miles an hour with the kids and you're distracted from everything. But then for them to go and get picked up and then you all you're left with is kids' clothes lying about, the t- kids' TV still on and just on your own. And it went from a hundred miles an hour to naught. Mm. That, I can honestly say, is 
t- the times that I've been at my lowest, like yeah. lowest, and I've drunk myself into oblivion and snorted myself into oblivion on Sunday evenings, just like trying to fill a void. And and it, it, it was so important that he, we had that conversation because there'd be so many men now that have just split up and just sharing custody, it's really tough, yeah. and it is it is a horrendous time. Because it's so many mixed emotions as well. Mm. You're happy you got your kids because you haven't seen them all week. You're happy, and then it's stressful. You're on your own with them, and then <laughs> then you, then they've gone, and you're like, oh, do you know what I mean? And yeah. it is it's a horrendous time for a bloke. Plus, you're grieving your relationship when you split up with someone. No matter who wants to split up with who, even if it was you that wanted to split up it's with the them, end of something, it's right? the end of something. You're grieving someone initially that's still alive. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So you're going through all that. Plus, you're not seeing your kids. Plus, the, it, like in my case as well, it was heated the the, the end of our and toxic the end of our relationship. Mm-hmm. So we're arguing over the kids and everything. It was just a nightmare, nightmare time. And yeah. and when we were talking, I was just thinking, oh my god! Like he went for it. when we me and Gareth were talking the other day, I literally welled up. And it's not like not like me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I did have a, a a point where I thought there's people in this situation now. And it's very difficult to see a light at the end of that tunnel when you're in it. And looking back at it now, even now, it sends like fear. It's trauma. You're living through a trauma in in that situation, but you're reliving it every single weekend. Because I remember even when, like, I'd get them on a Wednesday evening, and literally it was quickly go and pick them up, sort them out to dinner, get them home. And then I got to wait till the weekend where you see him if it's your weekend. Do you know what I, mean? I was I was quite lucky compared to some other parents as well because there'd be times when I'd get them a bit extra and whatnot and yeah and and, and I and I know there's some parents out there that don't even get to see their kids at all. Mm. There's some parents out there that don't bother as well. That's a whole different subject. Yeah, but, is, yeah. but hopefully we can talk about the experiences from both of us and it might help someone listening that there is light at the end of the tunnel yeah you've got to ride it out a little bit and it and it is suck I don't I don't think there's anything we might be able to say to help them at, at the minute well hopefully we can but uh, like it is just a, it is a bad time mm-hmm. but what I will say and what I will try and give people a bit of hope for is that time was horrible for me it was and there was ups and downs in it and you just got to try and focus a little bit on the ups when you've got the kids and everything which is easier said than done Mm -hmm. but what I do truly believe is going through that tough time back then is the reason I'm the man I am today and I've come out of it stronger so there is positives there even if you can't see it right now if you're sat there now and you're missing your kids and everything it it is making you a stronger person initially I mean what keeps you motivated through that? Do you know what? I didn't handle it well at all because I was drinking and taking drugs when that, to fill the void when they were gone. Mm-hmm. So I went about it the wrong way. So the point of this is to try and get people not to use drinking drugs to to. But I mean, you're, you're still in. Obviously, it's better now. But mm. It's not the same as when it was initially. Yeah. Happened. But obviously, you're still in that kind of split parent co-parent yeah. kind of scenario now. So yeah, now how, how do you how do you maintain? those lows when they go now yeah. how, do you, how do you deal with it now the girls are a bit older it's a bit easier mm-hmm. I'm in contact constantly with them through FaceTime and stuff yeah. they ring me I yeah. ring them 
and it, it is a little bit easier plus with time you get used to that routine and that I get I've changed my work and that now as you know and I and I do four days a week and I do longer shifts in them days but it's very important for me when I changed um, careers that that I found a balance with work and family mm-hmm. because before I was in a warehouse and I just felt like I was working and existing yeah. and only just seeing the seeing the kids when I could and it was, that was all play parts of my mental health so it was important to me to get off my ass, find something I actually enjoy doing for a living mm-hmm. but doing it a certain amount of time so I'll do four days a week which gives me I'll do one weekend off one weekend on and then I have free uh, Wednesday off on both weeks and I have a Tuesday and Thursday off one week so I have Tuesday Wednesday Thursday off one week where I get to pick the kids up from school um, do all that bit but when they're in the holidays and everything I get to spend all that time with them and that as well so yeah. I've found that balance now and I know every situation is different but you just got to fucking try and do whatever you can to yeah, of course you do, yeah. yeah and finding that balance between family life and work life and and trying to be amicable amicable with both sides and that as well because yeah, I suppose that's the important bit for the kids isn't it? for the kids and for your own mental health yeah. and 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 the other persons if you're if you're giving them shit all the time which I did when we first split up then that's affecting their mental health which is affecting your kids initially because if you're stressing the other parent out yeah it's not going to work out well for your kids, is it? So, yeah, if I could go back, um, I would have handled things differently, mm-hmm. but I can't. <laughs> so all I can do now is try and guide others in the right way. You know? Yeah, as always, like and subscribe, YouTube and Spotify. <laughs> I start panicking when you say this bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My mind starts racing, uh, I still mess it up. I am Jackie Boy Shep on Instagram. Sam is... Sam on... Um, <laughs> Oh dare underscore two underscore div on Instagram. Honestly, like, oh, no. I mean we're up to nearly fifty episodes. So I'm going to start writing it on your forehead and oh, just read off it. Fuck's sake! <laughs> um, dare to dip on Facebook. Um, like and subscribe. Ask to join. All that good stuff. Um, enjoy the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
all, all of that later if you want. But like, for example, when you get letters home from the school, doctor's appointments, um, parents' evening, um, football, the football team, everything's always, I will give that to mum, I will let mum know, mm. I will sort that out with mum. Well, hold on, like, that child's got two parents, so yeah. either share it out equally or duplicate everything that you're sending out, you know mm. what I mean? For example, I have to go and ask every time to see how the children are doing at school when they get the school reports. Mm. But mum naturally gets hers. Mm. She doesn't have to ask for it. Yeah. What, why am I having to chase up a school report and she just it just naturally falls on her lap? Mm. That isn't, that, that, that for me, just, that's just one mini aspect yeah. of, there is some major stuff, like, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? But, when we spoke and went for breakfast that time, mm. I was said in the intro, I've known you since we were kids. Mm-hmm. And me and you, both, when you were talking about your experience, when you split up with your ex, yeah. and then you had the kids over, and you were staying at yeah. your dad's house mm-hmm. and everything. And I said in the intro, both of us went through the same things and didn't even realise it. Yeah. But from when it went, to the, those are some of my darkest days when it went from 100 miles an hour to having the kids. That was the worst yeah. time. It was like, it was attacking me daily, yeah? Mm. It was that attacking my emotions, attacking me mentally. I couldn't cope. Mm. When my dad died, I had no choice but to cope. Do you mm. know what I mean? I know you have no choice. Every, everyone goes through shit and you just get on with it and you just think, I would never be able to put up and cope mm. with that. My girlfriend said to me a couple of days ago, oh, if I lost a family member, I don't think I'd be able to cope. I think it was driving me over the edge. No, you wouldn't. Like You would cope because you've got no choice. Yeah. And you've got you've got children. You have to push on. You've got yeah, to just yeah, yeah. keep going. What, you, what's the alternative? You just give up? You end it? You're not going to do yeah. that. So you just got to find a way of fucking getting over it. Yeah, but, definitely. But that's the first time in my life I've ever felt like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can be here anymore. If I don't have them, I don't think I want to, mm. I don't want to wake up tomorrow. But yeah, going back to what you said about the whole, so I start, start from the beginning where and again you can you can touch on it because you've been through something similar everyone's scenario is obviously different and independent to them but mm. this was my experience i was in a relationship got out got out of prison when i was 19 20 was with got with the kid's mum very early after getting out i'm talking a matter of weeks if not months um moved in together it was very intense from, from a young age and I was with her for nearly 10 years so from 15 to 19 I was pretty much in and out of prison that was my life from 19, 20 to 28, 29 I was with her I didn't know any different than to be with her it's the mm. only real girlfriend I've ever had mm. I'd obviously had girlfriends of six months here and a year there or whatever but they were nothing I didn't have children with any of them I didn't have do you know what I mean I didn't weren't married or lived with any of them blah 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 anyway so then when we split up it had been rocky for the last six months if not longer and I knew it was coming into an end, but you know, people stay together for the kids or we mm. don't actually, maybe we could rescue this or you're living in a fantasy, you know it's over, but you don't yeah, want to accept yeah. it. I think that's where I was at. Yeah. And then it got to the point where one day I was like, it was actually depressing me. It got to the point where I didn't want to go home. I was being horrible to her and she didn't deserve it. Mm. Um, she then started, in turn then started being horrible to me. It just wasn't nice on the kids. I remember we had a physical, a physical argument once. And for me, that was the breaking point. That was like, Do you know what, tomorrow I'm going on. I packed a bag the next day. No, that's a lie. I walked downstairs and I remember my daughter saying to me, Dad, I heard your mummy fighting last night. That was it for me. I went upstairs, I grabbed a handful of clothes, I got in my car and I went to, and I rang my sister and said, I need to come and stay there. She said, yep, yeah, fine, by all means come and stay here. Then she rang me back an hour later and said, I've just spoke to your dad on the phone. Your dad said, don't be so silly, why don't you go and stay there? He's got an empty house, he's there on his own. My sister was moving house in about six months' time, so she said, if you end up staying there for a few months, you're going to end up having to move again with us. It just makes sense to go do dad's. Mm. Well, the strange thing is, I hadn't spoken to my dad for about six, eight months at this point, if not a little bit longer. 
we had an argument over petty bullshit. Um, we didn't speak because I'm stubborn, so was he. And he rung me out of the blue and said, I've heard what's happened, you'd come here. And I said, are you sure? He said, I'm your dad, of course you can come here, mm. you always can. So that's what I'd done, went to his. We never even, sp- we hadn't spoken a word to each other for over six months. We never ever spoke about why we didn't speak for six months. It was the elephant in the room. I knew what had happened. Mm. He knew it was probably six of me, half a dozen of him, and he just thought, mm. we're both being idiots. Yeah. We don't need to go on about it because if we go into it, it might end up falling out again. Mm. There's no need. So he just said, stay here for as long as you want, blah, 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 blah. Which was one problem that I'd had resolved. No, at least I had somewhere to stay. Mm. Then the next problem was I'm being told what day, this is by, by, by the kid's mum, what days and times are we going to sort out about having the kids? Well, my mentality then was, you don't tell me nothing. No one tells me anything. Mm. I'll tell you what's going on, yeah? Looking back on it now, it was absolutely ridiculous. And kids having routine, whether it's whether that benefits me or sits well with me is irrelevant. For them, that's the most important thing. Routine, bedtime routine, school routine, seeing pe- pe- parents, whatever. Routine is, is beneficial to children. Mm. So... And I didn't look at it like that. I then started attacking straight away. You don't fucking tell me when I'm seeing the children. I'll tell you when I'm seeing them. I'll be round tomorrow. I'll be round the next day. And I'll come round when I feel like it because I want to see them at that particular time. I was still so angry that yeah. the relationship had come to yeah. an end yeah. that it was another way of trying to control her or trying to control things because I am quite a controlling person. I do like to be in control of my life and mm. what's going on. I don't like people dictating to me what, what I'm doing, when I'm doing it, etc., etc. I know that in certain aspects you have no choice but to be dictated to, but mm. I personally have never liked that, that side of things. Mm. So I remember being at my dad's, we, we sorted something out temporarily which, which suited us both, which actually turned out to be indefinitely because it's still like that now. I have them every Tuesday overnight. I, I take them to school every Tuesday morning, have them overnight, take them to school on a Wednesday, pick them up again Friday morning, take them to school Friday and have them Friday, Saturday and Sunday. So it works well. It, it worked well for me then, it still works well for me now. I absolutely love and look forward to more than anything in the world having the kids for the whole weekend because I get to pick them up on a Friday morning and they're with me until Sunday night. I have them for the three whole days other than the time they're at school. And I love it, but I also love having the next weekend to myself mm. so that I can enjoy myself, do my own thing, and spend time with my girlfriend, etc., etc. Mm. So it works perfectly, if it, you know what I mean. Mm. Obviously, if it was my choice, I'd have them 24-7. Mm. Um, if I had them anymore, I'd be eating into mum's time because I pretty much get... 50-50, you know? Yeah. Um, if I had an extra 10%, then she's losing and blah, blah, blah. Mm. So, moved in to my dad's. Uh, I had a plan. Three months. That's all, I, at most, that's all I was going to be. I was 28 years old. I weren't going to live with my dad. Uh, who wants to live with their dad at 28 years old? I know some people have no choice, whether it be financially or whatever, or my, my similar scenario to mine. <clears throat> I ended up living with my dad, and I used to get physically upset, like, genuinely upset, and I'm talking, like, sobbing, I remember Kanye West's new album had just come out and I used to listen to it on repeat and even when I listen to it now it makes me want to turn it off mm. because it brings back that shit time yeah, yeah. and I can honestly handle my heart in 34 years say that was probably the hardest maybe not the worst because my dad dying was obviously a lot more serious shall I say I don't know what the right word to use mm. is but that was a lot more da- damaging is not the right word I don't know but it was so more finalised, didn't it? Dave? Yeah, yeah. We, we, it was just it was a horrific, horrific time in my life. That um, no one, no one will understand how bad it was for me. And it, if I explain it, you might say it might sound like I'm blowing it out of proportion and exaggerating, but I'm actually not. Just because you or Jack or anyone else wouldn't have seen how bad it was for me doesn't mean it didn't happen. Mm. I just dealt with it mostly on my own. Um, 
it was just it was just ter- terrible. I remember getting I'd get upset because I couldn't see the children. Then I'd get upset because I was seeing the children, but I was bringing them taking them out of a nice three bedroom house where they've got their own bedrooms at their mum's to a little shitty back room at my dad's, and I felt selfish because. They were sharing a double bed with me, two children and a, and a big adult. Look at the size of me, I'm not mm. small. I was, they were, we, we were sweating at night time like because we were, there was too many in a bed. Like I didn't have enough room to sleep properly. I was awake most of the time because I didn't want to roll over onto them. Or, mm. And I just felt like, you're here because I want you here. You're not here because this is the best thing for you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? The best thing for you would be to spend it in your own bed at your mum's, comfortable. Yeah. But I want you here with yeah. me because you make me feel better. You're the only thing that's getting me through this. So... Mm. I felt, then I felt selfish. They probably didn't even have a clue. They probably actually enjoyed spending time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but they, they were very young. My, I think my boy, God, my boy would have been two at a push. Mm. My daughter would have been, she would have been, yeah, four or five. So they were very, very young. Um, but again, yeah, I just felt really selfish. Can relate so much to everything you're saying. It's so mm. weird. Like, we were having dinner. We were having dinner on my floor in my bedroom, and I don't know. Like, I don't know. My dad. I don't know. It just—it was just weird. Like my dad was 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 there, or drink, ha, having a few beers. In the, he, he liked to drink of a night time, so he was having a few beers, and I didn't want the kids being around that. Like so, I was then sheltering them in my house, or yeah, it was just weird. I didn't cook. I weren't cooking because I'll be honest, I didn't. I'd never cooked for myself really. I'd never cleaned for myself. I'd never cleaned the house. I never washed all my clothes. Yeah. I remember going to my dad's washing machine, looking at it like this can't be that hard. I tell you another. This is a God's honest truth. I remember going to grab a pair of boxer shorts and being like, where the fuck are all my clean boxes? I've got no clean boxes. Then it twigged. Well, of course you've got no clean boxes you haven't done your own fucking washing. <laughs> and then I was thinking, I've never had to worry about that. Yeah. So it wasn't even a thought until I realised I had nothing clean. Yeah. That's when I twigged and thought, shit, I've got to do my own washing from yeah. now on. And at 27, 28 years old, whatever I was, what a time to have to learn to, you should be doing that Look in your teens. Yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? But I, was, I, I wasn't dependent. It's just that's dependent on the kid's mum, it's just that's how it works. Like mm. I provided, protected and done the man stuff and she nested the home and done all the washing and do you know what I mean? Do you do like, your own washing now? I've got, well, I don't actually. There was obviously a five year gap where I did do it. <laughs> so now I proved to myself I could do it yeah, now, so yeah. I'm all right. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I said in the intro as well though. Like even though it sucked at the time, I, I fucking grew a lot in that time. Of you course. clearly did as well yeah. because you have to, don't you? I've got no choice. Yeah. You know? Like I said, sink or swim, and I weren't going to sink. I had, yeah. two, I had two perfectly good reasons to swim. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. Then I so, relate so much, sorry, to what you were saying, where you, it because I felt very much like that as well. So selfish of me because I wanted the kids with me all the time, but when I had them, I felt like I'm not giving them everything that they could be having at home. Well, when you, like, again, you don't have to tell me, it's your business, but when you, when you were, there was obviously times when you were off the wagon, if you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you when you were having the children. Yeah. So there, you, you must have felt then, like, why am I taking them away from their mum to come and sit with me when half the time he's probably fucked up anyway? Yeah, well... Or, well, one, or sitting there thinking about getting fucked yeah, up. Yeah, that's the thing. The... the, the there, there wasn't times, and I've been honest about it before. There's, I, I wouldn't drink as much as what I was, but I was still drinking bits. But the, the worst thing about that, and it, and it breaks me heart. But when it comes to Sunday and all that time when I missed him and everything, there was a part of me that had me eye on the clock, thinking I need to get a mm, beer. Down I can imagine, there, yeah. You know what I mean, because mm-hmm. I was like towards the end of the weekend, starting to fucking. That, so yeah, and even now that must not that. sit well with you. No, nah, it's something I've like, had to put to bed. You, it, like they. This sounds horrible, and this isn't a dig at you. Yeah. 
they deserved better 100%, at, the yeah. at the time. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Not, not, not now. I'm not talking about now. Yeah. But at the time, why are you pulling them away from their fa like secure family life to come yeah. and sit with you when all you're doing is really wanting them to go? Or yeah. I know it wasn't personal against them, as in, I want you to go. No, I just was, want to be on my own so it, I can get better. It, it's, it, there was two people in, in one mind back then. There was the, the addict that wanted to get on it and the, and the father that wanted them to say, but then yeah. even, even the father that wanted them to say was thinking... Why, it's getting overruled. Yeah, and that that, that was where, where I'm thinking as well. Do, do are they better off without me? And that that's where yeah. that's where I was thinking at, at that particular. I time. I can honestly say I've never thought that because I know how much mm. I do. I know how much this sounds fucked up I know how much I bring to their lives I yeah. know their lives and I've always thought this and I don't need people to tell me this people tell me every day mm. when I post stuff or yesterday I put a post up about my dad um, just saying happy birthday and that I missed him etc etc I hope he's proud of the people that me and my brother and sister yeah, yeah. etc and you, you, I don't know if you've seen the comments but there's loads of comments on there saying of course he's proud of you look how far you've come you're, you're one of the best dads I know yeah. like, you're great with your children blah 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 and as much as it's wonderful to hear you're a great dad and you're great with your children what makes it 10 times more pleasant is I know. I already know that. And mm. that's not me blowing my own trumpet. You take that how you want. Yeah. I know I am. Yeah. I know how much I do for them. I know how much I care for them. I know how much I would do for them. Yeah, yeah. Every dad says says the same. And I'm yeah. not taking anything away from anyone else because they're not my they're not my children, you're not my dad. That's, mm. that's down to the everyone else. But me personally, I know, and I'll say the same about their mum. Their, mum, their mum's a great mum, but they are, their lives are better because I'm in it. Yeah, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And I'll give you a prime example, which is which is weird, well, not an example, but something that I spoke about with my friend the other day. He doesn't put his seatbelt on, never puts his seatbelt on, right? And I never used to. Mm. Someone said to me, why don't you put your seatbelt on? And I was like, I don't know, it's just annoying, I'm always in and out of cars, blah, blah, um, And he said, right, let me tell you something. And this has stuck, stuck with me, right? And he said to me, so something happens to you, right? You get in a car crash, not even your fault. You can be the best driver in the world. If someone crashes into you, just fuck what you can do, mm. right? Then something happens to you, you end up dying as a result, right? What happens to your children? Who's going to do what you would do for them? Yes, let's say my kids step up. Let's say you as my friend, yeah? One mm. of my best friends step up and go, Gareth, I'll always make sure your kids, sure your kids. You're never ever going to go out of your way as much as I will. You're mm. never going to do what I would do. Mm. So that is, I, I am their sole protector. I am that person on this earth out of seven, eight billion people that would look out for them more than any other. Now you take that person away, just through not wearing a seatbelt, for example, example yeah. then their lives are now not as good because of that, because yeah, you haven't yeah. put your seatbelt on. Yeah, yeah. And every day since I've put my seatbelt on. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, it? it's not just your, your, no, it your life is, is not just for your for you, it's for them no, as well. No, their it's lives like, are better yeah. because of me. Yeah. Your children's lives are better because of you. Yeah, and I, and, and I was You can say that now, I, you couldn't say that. Well, I could because back then I was too hard on myself as well because I was I was very lost, but I still done my best. And when I look at things and look back at it now, I still took them out for days out and, and done everything a father should yeah, of course, do I'm anyway. Of course, I'm not saying the love was yeah, there. No, yeah, for yeah. you to sit there and say, I was doing my best. Yeah. Now, this is not me digging at you. I'd say this to you. <laughs> Off, off tape yeah get drinking a day before during and a day after you're seeing them is that you doing your best you well yeah, well yeah i see i see your point but there'll be people in that situation now and they're using drinking drugs to self-medicate because they're stuck in in a lost place do you know what i mean and no i, I was struggling and i could have done better but what's weird, what's weird is you, you end <laughs> yeah. up getting in a hole, don't you? Thinking that you deserve better, and then yeah. you like to medicate that. Yeah, thought, and, and, then... and when you're an addict, you're you're you've literally lost you. You're you're not in your right frame of mind. You've lost your you've yeah, lost they your say mind. It's an illness, don't they? Yeah. I've never been addicted to it yeah. and stuff like that. But, well, yeah. it's because it goes back further because of my mental health and everything as well. But at the end of the day, 
when I had my kids and everything, we we were out and about and everything. But was that guilt? Some of that because of do you know what I mean? Yeah. We never know. But all I can do now yeah. is, is learn from the mistakes and move on. Like that, that I say to people all the time. I am not an addictive person. I don't have an addictive personality, but I am addicted to the children. I am addicted to the gym. My addictions are all positive addictions. You yeah. know, I've never had. I've never been addicted to anything that can impact my life negatively. So mm. I wouldn't, I don't, I can't really say, I know what you mean, I understand, because mm. I don't. Mm. Um, but yeah, a lot of, I, I like to learn from a lot of other people's mistakes, not not necessarily yours, but my dad loved to gamble and that cost him one of his, cost him partly to do with why he and my mom split up. Yeah. Um, so I'd learn, I'd learn a lesson there. I would never, I'd never gamble. Mm. I see a lot of my friends, a lot of my good friends have had, had problems with drinking drugs. Luck, fortunately, I've never smoked a cigarette. I don't drink very rarely, and I'm not, I'm not into drugs. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I like, like it might sound horrible that I'm learning off my friends' mistakes, but I'm no, not. I always say that I like to think I made mistakes, so others don't have to. Yeah. So well, I think this. I, I said this. I think I might have even touched upon it in, my, in the last podcast that. I've been through the path that I've been in front of, and I will make sure and I will know and I will see the signs before it's too late. Mm. My son will definitely, definitely, definitely not follow in their footsteps. Definitely mm. not. I'll yeah. make sure of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going back to, because there is actually other parts of this. So where was I at? My dad's, I was, yeah, so I was at my dad's. Um, didn't have a pot to piss in. Had a black bag full of clothes and a car worth about as much as my trainers. So that's all I had. Um, but... I had no money really, nothing worth shouting about. I remember I, I had to go and um, go and buy a bed. Couldn't even afford a decent bed, so I went to uh, B and M, bought a bed, first double bed I could find. It was two hundred quid or two hundred fifty quid. What the fuck I thought it was going to be for that money, I don't know, but that's all I can afford. Went and bought a bed because I had no bed in my dad's house. First few days I sleep on the floor. I then ended up on the first night I laid on the bed snapped all, snapped all the slats because it was wooden slats <laughs> snapped them all and for the whole three months I was at my dad's I was I, it was broken like I couldn't I had to find ways of laying without having my arse <laughs> in the gap and I had to move some of the slats around and cross them over and the bed was fucked from day one right um, anyway that was so that lasted about three months and then one of my friends bless him still love him for it uh, he lived in a massive five bedroom house in Ipswich and he said to me why don't you come stat mine he was like you, you, I've got a lovely house I've got a big old big old house you got, you can play with the kids there you can do whatever and it was a really really nice house he had a, a driveway that fit about 15 cars on it so I could put all my cars on there so was like, <laughs> this is later when I started getting back into the seven cars at this point I think I had one and then um, yeah so I went and stayed with him um, and what's weird is if I hadn't have even even though I was only at my dad's three months, even if I if I had never gone back there and spoke to him and sorted things out of him, because we were I saw each, we saw each other every day because I was living there. He didn't really go out that mm. much. Uh, he was there every night. I spoke to him every day. When I went from not speaking to him for six or eight months to speaking to him every day, and three months after that is when he died. Mm. If I had not have gone and made made up with him in order to stay at his house and so like yeah, I say everything happens for a reason, reason and I generally yeah. think that's why yeah. I was that close to going to my sisters instead of my dad's it was only because my sister rang my dad told him what had happened mm. and my dad said tell him to come here it makes more sense for him to come here than it does to come to yours mm. and, and the stubborn part of me still thought nah I think I'd just rather yeah, come to but yours so glad you did I'm going to have to go back to my dad's got, we're going to have to sit there and talk about why we haven't spoken and he's going to want to know why me and Holly have split up and etc etc and I just mm. don't want to be fucking answering to him do you know what I mean mm. so I'm going to come to yours and then I thought do you know what I could kill two birds with one stone here I want to speak to my dad I, I did miss him I, mm. I was only through being a fucking idiot that I didn't speak to him for so long mm. and 
it turns out that he didn't question me. He didn't start drilling me for questions and answers, etc., etc. And it worked mm. out quite well. And we become as close as we were before within yeah. them three months. And you got when, that time back. And when before, people yeah. say yeah. everything happens for a reason, mm. I genuinely believe that's why. And it hurts me to this day that we spent eight months, the last year of his life, the last year he was alive. I only spent a, a third of that with him. Whereas I should have spent the whole thing with him. Mm. Obviously, I wasn't to know what was going to happen because mm. it was a, it was a. He died suddenly. It wasn't as if he was ill and I mm. should have gone round earlier. I wasn't to know. I thought I still had another twenty years left. With my dad. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. But whatever. That's a completely different subject. He and then I moved out. Stayed in contact with my dad. Everything was fine. Um, moved in with my mate. He started. I started giving him a little bit of rent. So I started earning some money again. Uh, hundred quid a week. And I remember. I remember um, there were the times when I I pay him every Friday hundred pound. And I had this conversation with him about four days ago, and he said he doesn't didn't believe me because everyone everyone still because I was living such because I, I everyone just always presumes I've got loads of money, but I I I spend my money as I go. So when I'm wearing nice clothes all the time and driving nice clothes, that's all I that's all I have. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's not like oh look at these he's bought another pair of trainers, bought another. Yeah, but I'm spending my money as I'm going. It's not like I've got thousands of pounds and I'm spending. Mm. Like what I've got, what I'm spending is all I've got. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he was like, yeah, you was all right for money, and I was like, mate, I weren't. When I lived with you, this is what I said to him two days ago. When I lived with you, there were times where it would be a Thursday, I'd have like sixty quid, and I think I've got twenty four hours to find another forty quid, and I don't want to start fucking him around. He's done me a favour, let me live here. Like, and, that, and I literally used to scrape around to, to try and get 30s and 40s and 20 pounds. Mm. Most weeks I was fine, but there was odd weeks where I was scraping. And he still to this day doesn't believe me. He, t- he said to me yesterday, or whenever it was, he said, oh, fuck it, I know you were. I was like, I promise you, I'm not lying to you. I'm <laughs> being genuine. So anyway, stayed stayed with him. Stayed with him for a, what, I, what I wanted to be six to 12 months. Ended up being two years I stayed with him. Mm. But I actually genuinely enjoyed it. The kids had their own room there. Um, his, his daughter and my daughter the same age they become like best mates so everything just worked well yeah. I was on the outskirts of Ipswich this side of Ipswich so it took me seven minutes to get to the kids house um, and, but it just got to the point where I was now touching 30 and I thought I don't want to live with my mate I want a little bit of privacy like, yeah. it took me that long to pay him each week but still put enough away to, to be able to go and get my own place again um, and this is a weird story I then uh, again through help from friends a friend of mine had a house up for sale, he couldn't sell it. We got talking, he said, I've been up for sale for two years, can't sell it, if you want it, move in. Don't, pay, pay me as you go, uh, no tenancy. The only thing I will ask for is a month's uh, rent up front and a month's deposit. I said, yep, yeah, fine. Didn't even have the money to do that, end up having to borrow 1200 because the rent was 600 quid, 650. I borrowed 1300 quid off my uncle to move in there, um, and then moved in, and I remember it was a little shitty house no disrespect. It was a. It was. It, it was had a massive front room, had a tiny kitchen. You went there, didn't you? Yeah. Had a massive uh, bedroom. My bedroom was huge, but the kids' room was like a nursery. Mm. Like there was not even enough room. I had to put double bed. I had to put bunk beds in there because mm. you couldn't put two beds side by side. It was too small. The kids wanted a TV on the room because the room was so small. I couldn't even put a TV on the wall because the, they were so close to the wall <laughs> that they would have been like, one of them would have been like that and one of them, it just didn't work. Yeah. And I remember, again, that now I've gone from back room of my dad's to basically what the kids describe as a mansion because my mate's house was huge, yeah. right? To then go and get in our own place, but again, it's now dingy again, but at least it's ours. This is yeah. what I was explaining to. At least yeah. it's ours now, right? Yeah. Did that make you feel better or did it make you feel like you took a step back? Both. This is what it was yeah. really weird because it was really mixed because... 
I remember Santa and is hours now. We don't have to, like, always telling them to tidy up because my mate was very clean and he didn't like mess. And, like, the kids are playing with stuff that I bought them, but I always used to say to him, like, don't make a mess. I'll quickly clear it up when you're done. Mm. And, like, they're children. They're young children. They make a mess. Mm. And, like, now, I explain to them, make, what you, make, make as much mess as you want. This is your house. Like, as long as you clear it up, I don't give a shit. Do what you want. Yeah. Right? Within reason. Don't be drawing your name on the wall. Right? <laughs> right? So, then, I remember, this is weird. I remember sitting on my front wall with my daughter, again, getting upset because I was dragging them out of their mums to come and live in bunk beds, sharing in a little shitty house. Yeah. But this is all I could afford, this is all I had. And this was not rock bottom because my dad's in my in my in my opinion was rock bottom, right? Mm. But this wasn't far off. Mm. This is in my opinion. I've, my mum's always had a ni- nice house, so we've always been brought up around nice houses. When I was a, uh, the kid's mum, we had a really nice house. So it, I'd never lived in a little dingy house. Mm. But this was my home now. And I remember sitting on the sitting on the um sitting on the wall outside and I remember getting upset speaking to my daughter and saying babe just give me a little bit of time let me get back on my feet and sort myself out save some money mm. and I promise you and we don't make promises in our house unless they are they, they are keepable 100% mm. don't promise me that we're going out at the weekend because you might fall ill or you might it might rain or whatever and you can't do it only make promises if you know you can keep them and I'm yeah. always stuck to that I promised her, and then the reason I promised her is because I then give. I knew I knew I wouldn't let her down. I said, I promise you, one day we will have a big, big house again. It's, this sounds all very materialistic, but yeah, it's, can I just point out that we're in my dingy little flat where my kids stay? <laughs> well, I didn't want to say anything. If you saw me looking around when I was standing, I was trying to figure out how can I get off this subject. Um, I didn't want to refer to it as a shithole. Well, I've got a different mindset. <laughs> I'm just so I'm grateful, for, I'm grateful for how far I've come, and I washed my own pants. <laughs> well, you're one better than me, then, aren't you? I might live in a shithole. You might live in a big house now. At least I washed my own pants. Right? So I remember sitting on a wall outside and I remember saying like saying to my daughter just give me some time man I promise you we'll have a house like what mummy's got again or what, like what we used to have blah, blah, blah. and when I stepped that was going back five years ago now I moved into a bigger house in Trimley and then a bigger house the one we're in now and I remember going to pick them up from school when I just bought this house they didn't know anything about it I picked them up from school pulled up outside the new house where, where I live now and I said right go in then Go in then, go and look at your bedrooms, blah, 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 blah. My daughter ran upstairs, she went, which room's mine, Dad? Pointed at it. She walked in, she burst into tears, right? And my memory's dog shit. I couldn't even remember this conversation that we had on the, on the front wall, right? She burst into tears. I said, what's wrong? Didn't have a clue, didn't have an absolute clue why she was crying. She was like, Dad, I'm just so proud of you and proud of what we've got. And do you remember the conversation we had? She reminded me mm. of the conversation we'd had. I then burst into tears, right? Because mm. she's crying <laughs> and she's, she's made me all emotional. Then my girlfriend's now getting teary because she's seen us cry. This is meant to be one of the best things. Like, buying yeah, your yeah, first yeah, house is one of the best yeah. things ever. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted them to be like, Dad, this is amazing. Oh my God, I've yeah, got my own room. It's massive and blah, blah, blah. And they were happy tears, don't yeah. get me wrong. But when I was at the front door, uh, putting the key in, turning it, all I could envisage was smiles all round. Yeah? Yeah. And this is not how this was meant to go. Yeah. I was like, everyone's going to run up to the stairs, get to the top of the stairs. All three kids are going to veer off to their bedrooms. Everyone's going to be, be, be laughing and smiling yeah. because they've all got their own rooms again. Because even in my last house... Natalie's going to be washing your underpants. Yeah, it's a win-win. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it didn't turn out that. Don't get me wrong. 
da- Dallas was was, was was happy, Milo was happy, Bella was happy, but she just reminded me, and it just it hit home there and then. It was a bit of a kick in the heart, but a good, in a good way that yeah. we had that conversation, and she was like, "It's it took you a long time, but you didn't let me, you didn't let let the promise down, you know." Mm. Um, and that that was that is the whole story in a nutshell from from going from dads to do you know what I mean? It was just mm. it was weird, just weird. But we are now everything's great. We're in a lovely house, and yeah. it is a lovely house. It is a lovely house. Yeah. I've been very full, I've been very very lucky and very fortunate. Need a kitchen table. Pardon? Need a kitchen table. I bought one. Bought one Saturday, <laughs> but I can't put it down yet because I'm now having all my flooring done. <laughs> that Carl Brown. Oh, he's forever. useless, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to get someone decent. <laughs> but yeah, that should be done by the weekend. I'm, I'm three months into living in that house, and we're still eating off the floor. I made uh, Gareth lovely steak dinner the other night, and we, we sat <laughs> he's on the floor. Of it. <laughs> and he goes, "Where are we eating it?" I was like, "Shit, I didn't even think of that." I was like, "This deserves better than than, than laminate flooring." What, what not made, really <laughs> what made me laugh was the kids come round yesterday I pulled all the lino up pulled all the carpet up well the kids were eating on the lino flooring yeah? and I was like just sit down eat it there I'll get table soon get table soon now I've even taken the lino up it's getting worse now they're like what do we sit on now cold bare concrete floor I was like just trust me we've got one week and it'll all be done but, yeah it's crazy yeah God, you've gone right back to square one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Stop taking the kids out. They've got a table at home. Yeah, I know. Taking them out of their mums. They've got a nice table, nice garden area, eat on the concrete, yeah. <laughs> right yeah. next to the dog. No, you should be proud of yourself, though, mate. It's a beautiful house, and, uh, and you've stuck to your promise to your kids. So, yeah. yeah, it's good. But I just do want to touch on mm-hmm. on a bit, a little bit. You spoke about your dad before, and um, he he was my dad's best mate I've known yeah. since I was a kid I worked with your dad I, I was very close to him I miss him I'm glad we're bringing him up a bit because it, it's just sentimental really yeah. but you, there'll be people watching this as well that have only just lost a, a father or something I remember when do you know what I was saying to someone about this the other day it, whenever shit's happened in life you've been been there when your dad died obviously me and you connected again yeah. um, we'd known each other since we were kids when you, I remember giving you a hug at your dad's funeral, and you just fucking flopped. And oh, I, I don't know, it's just something I felt, sent something. And then, oh, you were there when my now got the phone call about me nan as oh, well. Yeah. I rang you up, things were getting a bit too much. The whole family around me nan's bed yeah. uh, said to Gareth, I "Need to get out of here." He can't got me. We went, and then as soon as we went, my mum rang me and said she's gone. And I remember you, the same sort of fucking hug with you then. Yeah. <laughs> but what? I went off track then, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm getting emotional. <laughs> but then, you always then, find a way of turning it around to you. <laughs> <with> you. <laughs> but my point being, there'll be people going through now. They've lost a dad or or a mum or something. Does it get easier? What? Mate, how put, you... This is what I put on my Facebook status yesterday because I felt like I don't. I try and talk about my dad as much as I can to the children because I don't want them to ever forget him. Mm. And I put something on. It sounds so cliche, but like when they when people say. If you have a parent and you're fortunate enough, then yeah. And I do genuinely, genuinely believe that. If you, not even just a parent, a grandparent, an uncle, a sister, a brother, you've had a fucking shitty little tiff mm. and you're stubborn, they're stubborn. Like, really, let's say me and you didn't talk for six months and we were both being stubborn, right? Mm. And then I, and oh, I'm not texting him. Well, I'm not texting him. But then I thought, you know what? I'm going to fucking text him. Like, 
what's the worst that can happen? You're going to be in exactly the same boat as you were yesterday and mm. the day before. The best that can happen is you actually may rekindle something and you actually stop stop being stupid. Mm. Not one person has ever turned around and go, ha ha, do you remember three years ago you texting first because you, 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 you yeah. backed down? No yeah. one gives a shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So in time, no one's going to care. It will sit with you that you backed down or that you made the first move, but then that just shows that you're the bigger person. So... Mm. I just, that's the only thing I'd say to people is you always hear people saying I don't speak to my mum anymore why oh we had an argument because she mm. told my kid off or we had an argument over money or we, do you know what I mean something stupid yeah, from two short, years ago yeah. uh, I can't remember who it was I was speaking to someone not so long ago in the last couple of months about their parent yeah, I, I, I can remember, say, I yeah don't, don't mention names no, yeah. Like, I spoke I to the same person yeah. I spoke to and the same person they said you spoke to you, sort, you need to sort things out blah 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 because they won't be here forever and like again it was over well, I, he won't class it as 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 trivial, but yeah. I, I I would compare to the the other outcome is yeah. that you lose a parent and you will never ever. But I I said it doesn't sit well with me that I didn't I didn't speak to my dad for for two thirds of the last year of his life. Mm. That that is just the way it, the way it was. I remember going to the no one knew it was going to happen. I dropped him off at the um I dropped him off at Colchester Hospital and he said to me, all right, I'll see you tomorrow or the next day, whenever he's uh, mm. operating, he went in for a routine, I say a routine operation, but because he'd had so many yeah. towards the last, however long of his life, I thought it was just going to be another operation. Mm. And I said goodbye to him, walked him up the stairs, said text me, and my last, I've still got the text message on my phone, last text I sent him was, text me as soon as you're, you're up and about and I'll come pick you up. Mm. And that was it. Never, yeah. And I never saw him alive again. Yeah, I was in Bali when I got a phone call about your dad, and that was really a shit holiday. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't told me about that. Yeah, well, I don't want to make it about me. Uh, <laughs> we did a whole episode on this. <laughs> I'm surprised there wasn't a part six. <laughs> but, um, Coming next week. <laughs> but yeah, the other thing you wanted to touch on, which I did want to speak about, because this is something that goes on from what we were just saying before, my dad, is the 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 being a parent like being a single dad yeah. or being the father of children as opposed to the mother of children now mm. I'm not taking anything away from mums I think ninety percent of mums do an absolutely fantastic job some a certain percentage of mums do it on their own mm. even even better right mm. because I when I've had my kids sometimes when she goes away mum goes away for a holiday for example for seven days and I have to do everything for them for for a, a week or two. Sometimes when, when she's back and I give them back, I get to sit back and breathe and be like, every morning getting up, doing their packed lunch, every day taking to school. And mum's all listening to this thinking, well, I have to do that every day. Yeah, that's mm. fine. And, mm. I, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy that, you, that you're great at doing that. But honestly, having to do it, being their sole, them being solely dependent on you, if you were one person having to do that all the time, mm. like she must feel the same when she, I have to for the weekend and she can do her own thing and she can have five minutes to breathe yeah. and do her own thing, you know? But... It's not an easy job when you've me, got me children. And you are quite, me and you are quite lucky in a sense where we we get to see our kids more than what some people yeah. are allowed. So we're yeah. quite lucky in that sense. There'll be exa- some exa- right. That's exactly what I was talking to you about earlier. Yeah. Allowed. You've just said allowed. Yeah. yeah. Why, when was the last time a mum asked a father of a child? When can I see them next? Can yeah. I have them at the weekend? Yeah, can yeah. I have more time? Yeah, can I take the, them out? The women get more advantage. Right. There's it some. There's happen, some women that don't let their their. That's a completely different subject. Yeah, but, they, but what I'm saying is, we're quite lucky because we 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 get to see them a bit. Yeah, more. but we you create in that sense, you create your own luck. We we mm. we if you'd if your kid's mum had said to you three years ago or whenever it was that right, you can only see them on a Wednesday. If you'd have turned around, which a lot of dads do, and said, "Yep, fine, that's enough for me," which yeah. a lot of dads do. Most dads see their kids once a week, every other weekend or every other Friday or whatever. Yeah. That is not enough for me. 
I remember for my 30th birthday, right, one of my friends, he, he lives in Thailand, he's a very wealthy man, he said to me, come over for your 30th birthday, you get an open ticket, come out for as long as you can, I, I've got a massive filler, you can stay, he's got a three bedrooms, you can stay in one of them. So I stayed with him, and, and I was planning on doing six weeks out there, and I kid you not, I lasted about 13 days, 14 days, and speaking to the kids daily, I was getting upset, I need to go home. I cannot be without them, I cannot yeah, yeah, live yeah. without them. Yeah. I have to, and most people, when it, it was being paid for, it was free holiday. Like I literally only had to spend the money, that was it. Mm. And, my, and my flight, that was it. Mm. Uh, but I just couldn't do any longer. I wanted to do six weeks, I just couldn't do it. I don't manage to do, I don't even think I've done two weeks, I think I've done 13 days, mm. and I had to come back, so I just cannot be without them. Yeah. Whereas most people are happy to, not happy, but will accept not seeing their children for, mm. 90% of the time well, I think I think that that is a uh, there's a lot of blokes that don't want to accept it as well but they they, they have no choice yeah, again no and, choice. Really and, and I think it does very much go in the, a woman's favour and, and I do think that's why a lot of blokes are, are, are depressed as well because a lot of it is to do with not being able to see kids I know there's some kids out dads out there that don't bother I'm not talking about them I'm talking about the dads that want to see their kids yeah. but they've got a stubborn mother that's not letting them or, or because they have a new girlfriend or yeah. because they didn't want to be with mum anymore yeah. or because mum doesn't like them anymore yeah, yeah. well that's that's got nothing to do no, with the children that's but wrong it's yeah. crazy mate it's crazy but like I was saying the the having to ask and the having that's what it still gets to me now don't get me wrong I just bite my tongue now and you get on with it because it's you kind of do accept it because the alternative is you fight against it and you end up just in a shit place or arguing with mum all the time. Mm. Like mum has never texted me and said, "Can can I do X with them at the weekend or can they come to this party or can, do you know what I mean?" I'm constantly answering to mum. Well, why why is it just why is it naturally just gone that way? And it does it with everyone. It's not just my scenario. Mm. Like why am I having to ask for duplicate copies of their of of their um, school report? Why am I having to try like? Try and find out where they where they've been or what. Do you know what I mean? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like I am constantly having to go out of my way to find out stuff about my children. There has been my like, I've been told about doctor's appointments that my son's been to from my son. Like oh, why didn't I know about this? Why have I not been made aware that he's got a doctor's appointment? Well, you didn't need to know. I took him. It's not really the point, is it? I'd like to know if my son had an issue to the point where he had to go to the doctors. Mm. If he was thirsty, he had to go to and you wanted him and, and he needed a drink. Yeah, I don't want to know about that. <laughs> but doctors, do you not think that's something that I should know mm. and not have to find out a week later from my son just because it came up in conversation? Mm. Like, and then you but feel like, like yeah. I suppose if there was something serious that you needed to know, then you would though. But I know, I know what you're saying. But but there's a, it's not just that. I'm just using that's just one of multiple things. Mm. Like when you're having to, to, I find a lot of stuff out from other mums or from my, the children. Like sometimes I have to, I'll, I'll speak to my daughter about stuff and. I feel like she is constantly relaying messages back to me and mum mm. because she can't feel she doesn't feel that she can tell me stuff for whatever reason that is. Yeah. She doesn't she doesn't want to, she doesn't feel like she can, she's not allowed, whatever the reason is. Mm. You just think, I don't know, then I'm having to ring the school and having to get like, for example, there'll be parents evening. Parents evening time and, and allocation go straight to mum. Yeah. So where's mine? Yeah. Where is where's genuine question, where's mine? Yeah. So do I now have to ring the school and go out of my way to, to, to do that because You've given one out, and that's gone straight to mum. Why did that not come to me? Yeah, that's the school that, that should be doing that, isn't it? Yeah, I know, but, yeah. that, but then that's my job. Yeah. To then, and I'm just talking one aspect of many, yeah? Yeah, I know what you're saying. But yeah. why, why am I now, why am I now not, well, I don't have, if, if I don't go out my way to, to ask the school if I can now have one, I won't get one. Yeah, do but you not get that parent mail on that then? Yeah, yeah, you do get all that. Yeah. I do get all that. Yeah. But 
be, being part of Paramount doesn't automatically give you, no, give you yeah. a visit to, to yeah. the other. I'm just, that's just one aspect. I'm talking about so many different things. Mm. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's natural. Well, ask your mum if you can do that. Ask your mum. Ask your mum if you can come here. Ask your mum if you're allowed to do that. Why not ask that? Why not speak to dad? Yeah, yeah. Am I not equally their parent? Like, yeah. And I actually take them to school three days a week, every week. So I actually have more involvement in their schooling than mum does mm. in that in that respect. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? So yeah. what, what, why not ask that? Why not? Why not send the letter home to dad's house? Yeah. I don't get any. I don't get any correspondence off the school about that unless I go out of my way to ask for it. Yeah, I get what you're um, saying. There's still stigma around that. Of course, isn't there? Mm. Of course, but the, in the in the same aspect that that the child always stays with the mum when the parents split up. Why is that? Mm. Why is that? Genuine question. Mm. Because that's what's always happened. So does that does that mean this is always going to happen? Is that the way it always is? The dad automatically. When was the last time you heard of a dad having to, a mum having to take the dad to court because the dad doesn't let mum see the kid? It doesn't happen. Mm. How many how many dads you know? You've even touched on it twice in this in one podcast. I know dads that can't see their children. How many mums do you know that dads aren't letting them see their child? Not one. Yeah. Very very rare. Yeah, you might extreme. Might extreme case. But I can sit there and name ten names. Obviously, I'm not going to. Yeah. I can sit there and name ten, ten of my friends who have at some point have had to fight to see their children, whether it's yeah. full court, whether it's, and it's been going. And I can name it? one mum that has ever had to fight to see a child. Yeah. Unless they deserve to lose it. It's been going on for years, isn't it? Like there was people dressing up as Batman and stuff. Yeah, I remember that. I don't think that's the best way to go about things. No, but it was, <laughs> I, I thought, no wonder you're not allowed to see it. What it did is I put that on the map a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. it did. I've, it just, when you look back at it now, I, like, if I was dressed up, strapping myself to Parliament, dressed as Batman, I'd, like I'd want you to say, don't let him see his kids until he's been yeah. mentally yeah. stable. Yeah. No, 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 I'm completely fine. There's nothing wrong with me. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I told you I was Batman. Down, Sam. Oh, hello, Robin. Where's <laughs> <laughs> yes, Robin? I'll only speak to Robin. <laughs> Can we get an ambulance, please? <laughs> no. But no, genuine no, but... question, genuine question, like I just said, when was the last time you heard of a mum fighting to see their children? You don't. No. When was the last time you heard of a dad fighting to see their children? No. You hear it weekly. Yeah. And that is my point. And, and, and mums, well, I, I've, you've got to be careful because I don't want to name any names or nothing because there's no one other one else here to defend themselves. But it is wrong when mums can say, you're, you're having an argument with a mum and they will go, right, you're not seeing your kids then. I think, oh, what the fuck has that got to do with, no, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that is very, wrong, very and so many mums do that. I'm very, very fortunate yeah. that Holly has never, ever stopped me from seeing them, threatened to stop me from seeing them yeah. or anything like that. But you hear it all the yeah, time. With yeah, with friends, that, like, I've got friends that are down the in the time, dumps mate. about it. And like, listen, if not you, I'm just saying you as an example, but let's say someone's ex turned around and said, you got a small dick, I slept with all your mates, I was unhappy for years, you never pleasured me, blah, 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 all these things. They, you wouldn't give a shit, would you? You say, okay, so no worries. Talking about me? You know, no worries. I know that's what, that's what I had to say. I'm not talking about you. I knew I was going to come up with a small dick thing, and then I thought he's going to know I'm talking Yeah, you always, you always hear, you always hear it, don't you? When you're not seeing the children. But if they said anything else offensive to you, you wouldn't care. The only one thing you've got is that. You know that, mm. and you're going to use that. You hear it all the fucking time. And I've, I've, I've got a friend who's the mum of his children done, done that and put him in a really dark place. And I was there picking up the pieces and seeing how badly it affected him. Mm. And then he then sorted things out and was like, oh, can you be, 
can you can you like be nice to her again now? And I was like, no, no, fuck that. You have to be nice to her for the next ten years. Mm. I don't, and I don't want to be around people like that because mm. I've seen how much that's fucking affected you and how much you yeah. were hurting at the time. Just because that's a certain scenario is now over, then the thoughts of what she put you through, like mm. I don't see how any woman could do that. Yeah. Not to a dad that willingly is sitting there saying, please let me see my children. Yeah. No, you can't. You go on Facebook and you scroll for 10 minutes, you will see something about a father not seeing their child. Mm. Where, so, don't get me wrong, there's certain scenarios where a, a certain dad shouldn't be around their children yeah. because they're a danger to them. But because mum, you and mum aren't together, because mum's not a new boyfriend, are not fucking valid reasons to yeah, stop yeah. Your, your child. And again, I do think it actually affects children a lot growing up, not having to, and I'm, I'm going to be honest, I think they need mum just as equally as much as they see dads. Yeah. You know what I mean? Having a, having a good mum role in your life is paramount and exactly the same with with a dad it's mm. so it can have such an impact on the on the person you become as an adult yeah, you need, and the issues that you may have or have not, not you, have. you need a, a male role model and a female role model if I whether you're male way, or female don't you? if I had it my way my dad would have been a lot more active in my life yeah. and I do believe that that has a has something to do with I'm not blaming him or anyone. Why you're such a twat? <laughs> we'll let it. Why would you look at me? What? Why I went off the rails yeah. at such a yeah, young yeah, age? Yeah. If I'd had a bit more discipline from a, a male role, do you know what I mean? Or from, yeah. or from a father, then yeah, then, no then maybe I wouldn't. You don't know that though. He might well have been yeah, as active as possible. Yeah, and I may well have still gone down the same road. So you just never know. Yeah, but, yeah, I think you probably ended up at prison at some point. Whether. Why you got to bring it up, Sam? <laughs> yeah, you don't, so, you don't know. So what, what do you do then? So what's, what's, what advice do you give someone? In terms of? Well, put, puts, so, I don't know. Let's create an imaginary scenario to give someone advice to. Someone who's, they've just split from a long-term partner. They've got kids with them. Um, what, 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 do you, what do you sound? Because let's say they're, they're going to be exactly the same position mm-hmm. as you were where you hit rock bottom and you're sat there bawling your eyes out what what can you say to them keep on grinding you got to just look at them children every day and if you can't if you can't look at them physically you need to you need to just shut your eyes and think of them and think of their they're your reason a child multiple children it doesn't matter how many but at some point you are going to catch a break at some point it must be the same principle with coming i don't know any anything that you're trying you're trying to get out of this hole whether it be you've got a drinking problem you're trying to stop you've got your children you want to get you want to do better by them you've lost your job you want to you know, that you are at rock bottom the only way is up from here you there are that you don't really have a choice it's sink or swim you're not going to sink mm. you're not going to sink that's not what we do we're not we as humans we're not designed to give up we just keep going and going and going and my scenario is probably so um small compared to what some people have been through but when it's yours it's everything to you like I remember people when I was in jail people getting along longer sentences than me and saying well I'm doing a seven you're only doing a three well that doesn't make my scenario any less any less important to me mm-hmm. like so you could sit there and say well I've been married for 20 years I've got three children a mortgage and a wife and I've lost everything that doesn't make yours more it's not top trumps it's mm-hmm. not well you beat me then my that, that was the lowest I've ever been and if that's the lowest you've ever been then we're at the same place it doesn't matter how much you've lost mm-hmm. we're still in the same place yeah. um, and I just I just knew but I know myself I've been in multiple shit scenarios and I'll, I know this sounds like you're blowing in trouble, but I'll always be okay. I know it. I will always find a way. And I don't care how I have to 
do it, I will do it. I don't care whether I have to fucking upset some people or have to do some things I don't necessarily want to do. I will be okay. I will make sure of it because I have two people that depend on me to be okay. You know what I mean? And There's three of us. Well, yeah. Unless, <laughs> sorry, unless I'm taking them on a holiday, then yes, that's true. Well, we, we haven't got enough time to talk about my holidays, on there. <laughs> unless you want to go check out Bali, series <laughs> number seven, was it? Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think, I think the best said. advice to give anyone in that situation is patience, and I Just know it, 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 it tests your patience. It really does, but patience and and the long it's a long. Game. But there's mate, there's a lot of things. Again, not naming any names, but there's a lot of things that help people. There are people around you, like a good friend is worth its weight in gold. A good girlfriend, a good girl on your arm is worth their weight in gold. Like I've got a great girlfriend now, and she, I honestly feel like the, I've said this to her. When she's in my corner, when we're together, when she's on the phone texting me saying, I hope you have a good day, like smash it, babe. I hope gym went well. I hope training went well. Well done for doing that. And congratulations for this. And I'm proud of you for that. Clean, that is clean worth. boxes are in the drawer. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is worth its weight in gold. Same with a good parent. Like if you've got a good mum who stands by you or a good dad that stands by you, like a good friend, you, you, you'd have to be very unlucky to, I have, got lost, any of them. to have lost everything. <laughs> To have lost everything, to have nothing to get up for in the morning, and no one around you that can bring positivity, you've got to be pretty fucking unlucky. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's great advice as well. As if someone, if you've got a friend that's been through a similar thing as well, reach out to them because they, they'll be able to talk you through it. The same with anything. Can but they don't be. even necessarily need to have been through it themselves. They just need to be there for you. Uh, yeah. If I, they can offer you a shoulder, that's enough. Yeah. If they I, I do think you, though, that if enough. people have been through it, they'll be able to help more. With yeah, I, I believe so, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. When you're listening to people trying to give you advice and you think mate you've never even been through nothing even remotely similar mm. I'm not saying I'm not listening to your advice but I'm more likely to take your advice yeah. if you've been through it than yeah. your advice if you've never you know yeah. well, same as when you used to go to probation meetings and they're sitting there saying well, why, do, why do you get in trouble because I'm an angry bastard well why don't you count to ten before you uh, yeah. before you get in trouble yeah I'll try that next time someone's trying to ping me in my it's, nose it's in a pub it's, it's, I'll go hold on mate I just need to count to it's, ten it's the same as recovery when you go to meetings it works a lot more with people uh, getting better off people that have lived it than what it does people go into to a shrink that's never drunk or had an alcohol problem? You must sit there and think, though, if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah, like, and I and I I know I'm capable of it. Yeah. So. And then you see people that have lived it, and you think, well, if he can do it, I can do it. Yeah. And then you look at people's lives. Like you look at your life now. I, I, I know you, and I know everything that you've been through. Mm. And I can't even believe that you were as bad as you were. Mm. I speak to you now. Like you're a well-spoken person. You're like you're you're respectable. You're not. You're not a scumbag, do you know what I mean? Not so mumbling you... to the vegetables in Morrison's anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean I've, seen, I've seen you sitting on the floor eating your dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was at your house. <laughs> in a pile of dirty underwear. <laughs> it was a nightmare. No, thank you for coming on again, Gary. Yeah, we welcome. will get you on again. Thank you well, very much. I enjoy, I enjoy talking to you. Yeah. Say it. Say it. What? Peter? Say, oh, I've been, on YouTube, I've been on the YouTube channel and have you had more hits on yours than anyone else? Just say it. Just say it. Peace out. <laughs>